Hi, and welcome to this episode of Hope in Struggle. My name is Mindy, and I'll be your host. Hey guys, I am so happy to talk to you today. I've missed you. What's been going on? Today I want to share with you one of my most favorite ways to crush every morning. But first, I have something to tell you about. My friend Jen Delvo and I are starting a girlfriend, a drama-free girls podcast. If you don't know who Jen Delvo is, go find her. She has her own podcast with her husband named Mr. Worldwide and His Bride. I met Jen years ago. We have so much that has linked us together all the way from losing weight with home workouts to being single moms to having husbands with cancer and more. We live drama-free lives that we make ourselves live And we want to share some of the cool stuff we've learned, some of our favorite products, and we think it will be a great place for you to be uplifted, have fun, and get some great tips. All right, I'll get you that information soon. Hey, welcome back. Today, I have a really cool thing to share with you. A few years ago, I identified one of the hardest things of my day that I let kind of go to the wayside if I don't do them first thing in the morning. And I'll be honest, it's prayer, reading, my workout, encouraging other people, and planning my food. I got really tired of this cycle of just going, oh gosh, my workout's later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And my prayer thinking, I'll do it before I go to bed. Or my reading and thinking, okay, I'll do it before I go to bed. Or I'll listen to a, you know, a podcast or an audio. And I didn't like how that made me feel. Even though to you, you may think, well, that's not the hardest things for you to do every day. Well, it's the most disciplined things that if I get done, my day runs so much better. I feel stronger. I feel more capable. I feel more accomplished. And so I decided to create a thing I'm going to share with you today called your first hour of power. Your first hour of power. Doesn't that already like make you excited? What do I do in that first hour so I can have the power? So (laughs) it's actually just something that we have to be disciplined enough to do. I have five things to share with you. I think you're going to like it. And for me personally, if I get these five things done within the first hour of working out, my day runs so much better. I'm less likely to get into any drama. I'm less likely to get into my head about negative things. I I don't lose my confidence. I stay closer to my nutrition plan. My workouts that I want to have happen actually happen. My relationship with Jesus grows closer. I learn more every day and I get to invest in someone at least every day. Let me go over these things. Your first hour of power. They simply consist of five things. Number one, prayer. Number two, reading. Number three, working out. Number four, sending some sort of positive note, message, email, text to someone. And then fifth, and this is pretty important, planning your food and water for the day. Let me go over these each individually. I think it's the most important thing you can ever do to pray first, whether that's laying in your bed, whether that's getting up and hiding in your closet. And a lot of people have prayer closets. It's just a closet. It's just a place you can hide. It's quiet. And the clothes kind of muffle you know, the noise. So it's easier to kind of chill out and calm there. 
But I think praying, praying should be one of the first things you do. Second thing is reading. I highly suggest you read some sort of devotional, some sort of Christian devotional, but your reading can also be, or in addition to that, can be something of personal development. Personal development, I know that most of the world does not do, but it's reading that helps you grow from the inside out. We are distinctly different people today than we were 10 years ago when we started reading personal development. Now, I've done Bible studies for years, and I love them, and God has shown me so much through those. But in addition to that, reading how to better respond, how you know, that we are a product of our choices and how every little choice adds up, how doing certain things now gets us a life we want that's even better later. All of these things come from personal development. Not only do they give you the ideas and concepts, but they give you many times the steps it takes to get there, whether you own your own business, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, you're just trying to organize your house, be more diligent and disciplined with, with your intentions, actually turn those into actions. That's the stuff that personal development helps you to do. So number one, pray. Number two, read. Typically, my day is I wake up and pray. I will always try to read something that involves scripture. I want to go back to the Bible. I want to have some sort of Bible study that gets me into the Bible. And then the second part of reading doesn't always happen in the morning, but I will always read via either audiobook, podcast, or a book that I'm currently in. One of my favorite books every year that I read, typically in January, is called The Compound Effect. It is by Darren Hardy, and it's one of the first business books. It's really a life book, but it's one of the first books I read for business that reiterated what I thought was in my heart, but no one had ever told me, which is being successful isn't about your talent or you know how good you were in high school. It is about your discipline. It's about your daily choices and that all those choices add up to either create a life you want or a life you don't. All those choices add up to create the body you want or the body you don't. Those choices add up to create the relationships you want or the ones that you don't. And it all falls in line with God's word, even though it's not a Christian book. But I love that book. All right, number three, workout. Now, what's really cool about nowadays, you guys, we don't have to go to the gym for hours. There are so many home workouts that are 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. You could easily pray, read, get in there and work out with time left over to text someone something positive, which is number four. And then lastly, five is to kind of get yourself right as far as you're eating for the day. Let me tell you about texting someone positive. I have friends, their names are Chelsea and Rob Pearson. Chelsea, you may know her as Chelsea Blush. I love them. I knew them years ago. They're they're just really cool people. And they did something to me last year that I thought, I'm going to adopt that. They have this rule, which may sound crazy, but it breathes life, not only into you, but into your friends. They have this rule that when they're randomly in a conversation and they talk about someone that they right then, send them a voice memo or a text saying they're thinking about them, that they love them, they think they're great, whatever it is. Well, I have adopted that. And in addition to, if I'm randomly, randomly, randomly thinking about someone, I'm like, "Uh, I need to let them know. And I just message them saying, hey, randomly, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're well. I love you. I think you're amazing. I just want you to know that. And and to be honest, I think we think that someone's going to think we're weird but just take it back a notch. What if you got that from like one of your high school friends or a friend you haven't seen in a while and they're just like, hey, Deanna, I just want you to know I love you. Always been one of my favorite people. I'm thinking about you for some reason today. I hope you're well. You know, just want to let you know. Simple as that. But when my sister died, 2016, it was the shock of my life. She was taken from us in what felt like a flash of the eye. I was woken up at 1.30 
by my husband. And at that point, at that exact night, Garrett and I were sleeping on the floor. He likes to have these sleepovers, which is basically where I sleep highly uncomfortably next to him on the floor. It's great. I love it. But he woke me up about 1.30 saying, something's happened. You need to go to your sister's. And I'm like, what? What? Okay, first of all, being woken up from a dead sleep to be told information that terrible is trauma enough. And I soon learned that she was gone. She was involved in a horrible single car accident. But what's most important is I don't think I ever got to tell her how much she meant to me. I don't think I ever got to tell her what a great friend she was to me, how much I loved her, how much I loved when she would text me these stupid pictures late at night of dogs in like kid clothes and like men's with really furry backs. I mean, just like the most random stuff. But she's my sister and she's my girlfriend and she's kind of my girl and She was the sister that, to me, was the closest to my age. I have three sisters and a brother. But I never got to tell her that, y'all. And if you've ever lost someone and you've never got to tell them what you think, there's this weird feeling like you missed out. And I refuse to feel like that anymore. And so that what, what pushed me into every day sending someone either a voice memo or writing a note. And by the way, that one is so second nature Sometimes I do a couple during the day, but if I'm in my car and I can send a quick voice memo to someone, I do it. And then lastly, every day I plan my water and basically my food. And what I mean by that is this isn't a meal prep, although meal prepping is great and everyone should do meal prepping. It's fabulous. But I have a big water bottle that's about a gallon. I fill that up every morning. And then the things that I have planned to eat, I already kind of have them ready. And I just kind of go over that. And and in addition to that, this is going to, I guess, maybe sound weird, but I pray about it. You guys, I'm a chubby girl at heart. I love food. As Dolly Parton says, I love food and men. And in that order, I don't really love men that much. I mean, I love my man. But food's my friend. And it's always been my friend. And if we're not careful, that can get really out of hand. And every day, setting your feet in the sand saying, this is what I will eat. And this is what I won't eat. This is the water I'm going to drink and I'm not going to drink these other things. It sets us up for success that day. And it's something that sure comes natural to some people, but for most of us, it doesn't. And one of the reasons I do that is, yes, I want to eat healthy. I want to be a good steward of this body that God's given me. But here's another thing. If you are an emotional eater at all, this is something you must do. I think we probably are all emotional eaters a little bit, but you guys, we're in the throes of dealing with my husband's cancer. He's not doing well. Losing my sister two years ago, dealing with my husband's cancer, there are things we go to sometimes without even realizing it. And many of us at night go to chips and salsa. We go to cookies. We go to sandwiches. We go to cereal. We go to things, you know, as we're watching TV because we're finally relaxing for the night. We're finally, you know, taking a load off. And that is some of the most unhealthy things we can do, not only for our body, but for our next day. It messes with our emotions. Food is in charge of so much of how our brain works, how we feel, how we respond, the choices we make the next day. And we have to be better stewards of this. And that last thing in your first hour of power can help you and your girlfriends, if you'll share it with them, with how to be prepared for those emotional times, because you've already decided you can pray your way through it, guys, but we can go to bed early. You know, we can. We can choose not to eat stuff. We can actually choose not to buy stuff. Hello, and keep it in our house. So let me reiterate our first hour of power or your first hour of power. Number one, pray. Number two, read. 
I say something Jesus first. Work out. Get it over with. Just pick something you like or that you don't hate to do that much and do it. You guys, if you know anything about Beachbody On Demand or even Less Mills On Demand, there are so many things out there that are online. You can get the app. You can plug it in. Go. Side note. I always plan my workout clothes out the night before. I know that may sound silly, but I don't care because if I have all of those things laid out, I am that much less likely to bail. These are my intentions every day. And y'all, it's one thing to have intentions. It's another thing to put those intentions into action. And if you can do all the things that give you no reason to have hiccups or I couldn't find my shirt or I couldn't find my tennis shoes. I mean, well, hello, you need to buy like four or five pair then you are going to set yourself up for success. So no excuses and nothing's going to get in your way. Prayer, number one. Two, reading. Number three, work out. Do it. Get it over with. Just do it. Four, send something positive to someone. And number five, plan what you will eat and what you won't eat. Get your water bottle or water bottles ready. Take them with you through the day and get it done. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you put into play this first hour of power. I have had a dream of making a document that every day we send you your first hour of power that maybe gives you uh, something to think about during prayer, maybe gives you a little scripture devotional to read. I can hook you up with a workout in addition to fun recipes. I mean, if God if God wants that to happen, we're going to make it happen. But what a cool thing is if you, if you knew what you were going to be doing every day. It would help so much. Planning is key and prayer is the most important. Thank you guys for being here. Love you. Bye. Bye. 